good morning good afternoon good evening and good night what is up guys as we continue our study on first peter if it's your first time here man i'm glad you're here i'm paul and this is pauline theology's daily devotional if you're back what up guys glad you're back glad you're listening glad you're studying and glad we're learning this has been an awesome trip so far through First Peter as we're learning about struggling, having to deal with sacrifice, persecution, but we have a hope, and that hope is in the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the second advent where he will make all things good. Yes, sir. <laughs> We are ready for that moment. We are ready for that. And we look forward to that as we live this life on this planet. As we endure persecution, we know that it is to be a wonderful testimony to the goodness, to the greatness, to the power of the salvation that we receive from Jesus Christ. So let's go ahead and jump into it. First Peter Chapter 1, verses 17 through 21. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last house for your sake, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Let's start out by saying, if you call on him as father. Uh, so we, we, we already know and have established that he is talking to Christians. But I just want to remind you, because we're about to, to jump into some uh, some some good stuff and what, as Christians, we should do. And we talked a little bit about it last week, that we are to be holy, for he is holy. And Peter is just going to expound on that idea. So he says, if you call him as father, but not only as father, but you recognize him as judge or just because he judges impartially. But what is he judging? Everyone's deeds. Okay, so let's let's go through it and then I'll explain it. It says, if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout your time of exile. So there's been a question that has been asked to me from uh, my buddy, and a lot of people has asked this question, and it is about the idea of getting crowns or um, like works that we do as Christians give us something that we get to offer to Jesus in heaven. These are one of this is one of those passages that may seem to allude to something like that. He says that God judges impartially and he's talking about Christians and this impartial judgment that God judges is on our deeds. So it's not for condemnation because we know already that our souls are in salvation by the power of Jesus through the blood of Christ. So we know that we're not worried about condemnation. We know where we're going when we die because we have had faith and still have faith in the one who has gave his life. But if we do get some kind of judgment for our deeds, well, then what is it? Well, I think it might be crowns 
Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians and in Romans. Peter talks about it here. And I think he talks about it a little bit later in the in the book as well, about crowns that we get, receiving a crown of glory. And these crowns we get to lay at the feet of Jesus. Now, he's talking about now because he says during your time in exile. So first off, I want to say exile is because we're not at our home. We're not in the physical kingdom of God. Uh, right now, the the uh, world is, is dominated by Satan. It says the, the God of the world, or uh, it says that he is the, the ruler of this age. So we know that Satan is doing some crazy stuff right now, making it where it, the people that are not uh, Christians, those who are not saved by the blood of the Lamb, those who are not yet in the already not yet kingdom of God, it's, it's blinding them. Satan is blinding them. And so we know that we're in exile, that we're, we're not in this, this earthly kingdom. We're in another kingdom. So because of that, it makes me realize that it's the actions now that we're doing that will be judged in the future for us to have that crown. But then he says how we're supposed to act, recognizing and knowing that um, the Father judges impartially according to our deeds. He says, conduct yourselves with fear, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers. Okay, so let's, let's, let's jump back to that just a little bit. It says the reason for which we do this. The reason for which we act holy, the reason for which we live a life that is contrary to what the world is living is because of what Christ has done for us. He says we do this knowing that we were ransomed, knowing that we were bought from this sin. It's, it's thanksgiving. It's honor. It's glory to God that we would live a life like this. You see, it, it is a because of. It's not a for. It's a because of. See, a for says that we have to do it to gain something. A because of says because we already know we're secure. We already know we're children. We already know we're favored. We just act like it. We just know we're chosen, so we act like we're chosen. We know we're favored, so we act like we're favored. And then this favoredness that we act, this chosenness that we act, well, by God's grace, the Holy Spirit moves into other people and they see it and they want to be a part of it. They want to join the family of God because there's something about that joy that just seeps out of Christians. <laughs> At least I hope it does, because if you ain't got joy, then it must not be in the hope that Peter's talking about, because Peter's talking about a joy that will outlast the sufferings that you got to suffer through. Peter's talking about a joy that's going to burn through all of the hardships that we have to go through. Peter's talking about a, a joy, a hope of salvation that is more precious than any little harm that may come to us. Yeah, I know. Uh, we don't see it much here in America. We don't see it much here in the United States. So by God's grace, 
I pray if I do end up singing somehow, that I will exemplify the very joy that Peter is talking about. That's why we act the way we do. That's why we can not revile back when people revile us. Because we have a hope. And because we know we were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from our forefathers. Now, specifically in this passage, Peter is talking about those futile ways as paganism, that God has called them to a place where they never would have been. Paul says it was the appointed time so that the Gentiles can know the Lord. And that's what Peter's saying here. It's the Gentiles get a chance to know the Lord. Now, how did he ransom us? How did God pay for our sins? How did he pull us out of this evil age to make us a part of his kingdom? Well, it says it wasn't bought with gold. It was bought with the precious blood of Christ. And he said this precious blood was foreknown before the foundations of the world. Mm. Think about that. That just solidifies the fact that you being in the family of God is nothing that you could have done because God died for your sins. He paid the ransom for your life that you can be with him before the foundations of the world. He said before all of creation was known, this was going to happen. So if you did anything before the world was created, then maybe maybe you got uh, uh, some kind of reason to boast. But because he wasn't, because I wasn't, because nobody was, that means our salvation is found in that blood of Christ alone, in the resurrection of Christ alone, and not in us. And it says because of that, we are believers in God. We are believers in God and we can give glory and honor and have faith in the one true God because of it, man. Amen. Amen. That is worthy of being praised that God would choose us, make us a people, love us, care for us, and allow us to demonstrate that love to the world so that others can be a part of it. That's awesome, man. Just thinking about that, man, it just overjoys my heart. It overflows my heart. It makes me want to stand up and scream that the Lord is king and he is good. Jesus is Lord. And I think that's why um, Peter is writing these things to motivate his listeners, his readers, to be able to continue to fight that good fight. To continue to show what it is to be a Christian. To show what it is to be loved by God. To show what it is to be a child of the king. So what's it saying about God? First off, it's saying that God judges impartially. That means he's just. It's showing that God is a just God. But it also says something else about him. It says he's a loving God. An intimate God. And a God that is very near. Intimate, loving, and near are words that describe a good father. It says, if you call him father. So I just want to remind you right now that God is good. 
God is near. Even when he feels so far away, he is near us. He is there with us. And he is loving. He cares for our well-being. He cares for me. He cares for you. Not some abstraction, but for you and for me. What's this say about man? Well, as a Christian, it says that this salvation we gain is free. That it is by grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone, for God's glory alone. That's what it is. Because if it was before the foundations of the world that this uh, uh, covenant or this uh, pact was made between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, then that means that there's nothing that we could have done to get it. But what it's also saying is that because of this precious and wonderful gift that we need to be living our lives for his glory. And because of this precious gift, an overflow of the joy that we have for the salvation manifests itself in his honor, his glory, his reverence, a fear of the Lord, and an acting that is becoming of the call that he has called us to. What is my application today? Well, my application is to shine the light of God to the world. Shine that light. That's what I want to do today. I want to be the salt of the earth. I want to extol the glory of God. I want to shine the light of Jesus to this world. Well, I appreciate you guys for listening, man. As we've gone through First Peter, it's been a great time. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow as we continue on.